a little you actually bit. Watched golf this weekend? Yeah, wow. yeah well, I go back and forth. I was watching them golf. Was in Vegas. I got I, 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 I to keep up with it a little bit. You know, I, I, <laughs> I watch golf, and then I realize, wait a minute, there's college football in the NFL on, you know. But uh, it was in your backyard, too. It was in my backyard. Yeah, golf was in my backyard. This is the yeah. best time of the year, Daly. The best time of the year. This is I call it Rocktober Hardline because you got football, college football, the baseball playoffs, the National mm-hmm. Hockey League starts tomorrow, and we'll preview it. And then we have uh, the NBA playoffs. I'm watching NBA. I was watching. I was watching NBA preseason action. So Daily, tell us what you did. Take us away. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Daily Fish. And uh, we got lots of stuff for you here. Um, we're coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. I'm John Daly. He is Eric Snyder. And we have the Hardline with John Hardison, the Cost of Winning podcast, all of his sport betting advice. It's going to be coming up a little later. We're going to dive into his bets a little later on in the show. If you've got questions or comments, drop them in the chat box. Or if you're not live, email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. So, Fish, jump off. What was What was your weekend like? It was. I, I we talked before. Just uh, I, it's all sports. Uh, see this man caving back at me. Both TVs are going on everything, and I got. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Vincent Price in the Abominable Doctor Five, and he's playing both pianos. I got two remotes like this, and I get pissed off. I hit the one for the right TV, and the left TV changes channels. I'm watching everything. <laughs> Started out great, hardline, because for me it was Texas alumni to beat Oklahoma 49 nothing. It's like being in a hot tub naked with Rihanna, Beyonce, Kate Beckinsale, and Kate Hudson. Sorry. It is. <laughs> Greatest way to start off, and it's good for Sarkeesian. A bullet point. Let's go to the NFL. All right. I got three things I want to talk about. I'll go quick. The New go York Giants, who I was big on before the season, are, are, are the biggest story because they have a top 10 defense, and Daniel Jones is thrown to two guys named Richie James and Daniels, David Sills. Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony. and I know Hardline's familiar with Galladay. He's a pro ball wide receiver, can't yeah. get on the field. Second thing is the second trend I see daily. It's the fact that look at all the playoff teams that are struggling from last year. Pittsburgh's struggling. The Raiders are struggling. The Bengals are struggling. The Rams are an absolute disaster to watch. It's unwatchable. It, it, that's another trend. The third trend, I, I go to back. Let me give you four names. Hard line. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. All in their second year daily, they were studs. And most went to the Pro Bowl and are off to great careers. I am not seeing it. I said it before on the podcast. In the second season daily, I'm not seeing it from – I thought Trevor Lawrence turned the corner two weeks ago when he torched the Chargers. He's had two really bad games in a row. Zach Wilson did nothing to really help the Jets yesterday. Trey Lance can't get on the field. Mac Brown was uh, – Mac Jones, whatever his name is, he, he can't get on the field last year. And then um, Justin Fields is a disaster. I, I'm starting to think – when you're thinking about the great rookie rookie class this year of Caleb Williams, Cam Risley, the Dorian Thompson kid out of uh, – uh, Mr. Gorman that plays at UCLA, mm-hmm. and then C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And keep this guy in mind. Will Lewis, the Raiders have sent Dave Ziegler twice, their general manager, to see Will Lewis play down in Kentucky. I'm starting to think it's a big gamble having rookie quarterbacks nowadays. That's my that's my trend. Cool. All right, let me jump in here real fast because uh, what I'll tie into what you're saying is all of a sudden the NFC East is actually a good is a good yeah. division right now. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, I didn't, we didn't think that. I mean, the Eagles are four now. They didn't play well yesterday, but they still, oh, beautiful. I love that. Oh, that's great. Uh, the Eagles did not play well yesterday. Uh, luckily, Kyler Murray and the uh, Cardinals gave them a break, so they held on to win that game out there. Uh, Cowboys, I tell you, their defense, I think their defense is great. I think they're doing a great job. Uh, you know, I, I think that, and I, I agree with you on the Giants. Uh, I thought the Giants game w- was fabulous and uh, what they were doing. Um one of the things, um, the Browns, 
Now the Browns are like, you, you oh. should have heard my mother-in-law and my wife screaming. You know, <laughs> you know they're yelling to Brissett, you could have ran it for a first down. Instead, you had to throw the interception. And and you and I talked about this earlier today. They, they should have three wins, three more wins than what they have right now. They've actually blown, I think they've blown the season. Uh, they did make a trade today from uh, the Dolphins. They got Deion Jones, a linebacker, who Good hopefully thing. is going to be there. Because really, their running game, they they turn every team that they play against into the Jimmy Brown Browns, where they can run it up and down the field, and they weren't supposed to be like that. So that's a big thing. Uh, the other funny thing I got was um, Zappy, the Pats and Zappy. Uh, and and to me, it you know, is, is Zappy going to be the next Brady? No, no, he's not. But he's got Belichick, and that's what really helps. So I'm going to lead that into you hard line because your lions took the brunt of yesterday. And I was, oh. I was actually surprised that the lions actually rolled over like that. What did you think? I wasn't right. surprised at all. I mean, that, that was not a surprise. I, I told you at the beginning of the season, I thought that the Patriots were a better team than what a lot of people gave them credit. I think they're starting to turn, um, turn the corner right now. Look, you know, they took the Packers to the wire last week or the week before, you know, they, they show their dominance on defense against the Lions. They have a very good defensive side of the ball. The offense is the side that needs to get corrected, but I think it's coming with time. You know, look, they have three winnable games moving forward. Uh, the Browns, the Bears, and the Jets. I think, you know, if they win those three, now we're looking at a team that's five and three in the AFC East. Do I think they'll win the AFC East? Absolutely not, but it doesn't mean that they can't make it to the playoffs. Uh, my second thing is, how bad is the – and Fish, you talked about – the line of the of the Los Angeles Rams is just oh. awful. I mean, what did they say? They had a statistic. Matt Stafford in the last three games has been sacked 19 times. It can't happen. I mean, that like I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. If you're getting sacked 19 times, you can't win games. You can't push the ball. Yeah. You can't move the ball. Uh, so they've got a lot of questions moving forward. I know with Andrew Whitworth retiring, uh, they have some questions, but I didn't think that it would get this bad this soon. Uh, so they definitely during the offseason – have to go out and try to find some um, some free agents, have to find some some veterans, have to do something because they don't really have draft capital to make that work. The last thing that I'll say is uh, Matt Rule. I, I, I know that it was coming. We talked about him probably losing his job between week six and eight if there wasn't a turnaround. Uh, unfortunately, it happened. But I think that it's interesting that they decided to fire him after they played the 49ers and then miraculously – Baker Mayfield has a high ankle sprain after that ass whooping that he took yet again. My whole thing is uh, you knew that you were going to lose this game. This is a game that you could have circled on your calendar and just called it an L because you weren't going to win. For Steve Wilkes, I feel very bad for him because they fired basically the whole uh, staff that's there, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the special teams guy, and now you're you're stuck and then they expect you to win games. you know, look, maybe the best thing for them is P.J. Tucker. I mean, we've seen him play in the USFL. Uh, we've seen him win some games when he was with the Giants. Maybe this is their better option at quarterback. In regards to Baker Mayfield, uh, I think, you know, it's time to set off into the sun and just have a career have a career as a backup quarterback. I mean, look, you know, Derek – well, not Derek Carr. David Carr made a career of it, and he won a Super Bowl. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, you come in when the situations matter the most sometimes. If someone goes down, but I, I think him getting another chance to start is very limited indeed. Well, full-time progressive commercial, I think, for Hey, let me jump in and ask you guys this question. Because last year, the Rams, they lost three in a row going down the stretch there and ended up in the Super Bowl. Do you think that there's a turnaround there or – does that line look so bad they can't do it? 
fish, I'll let you jump in first. There's something missing there. Three buses. There's a bar called Steiner's where John used to live. Three buses mm-hmm. from Steiner's went to the Cowboy game with Cowboy fans. It was shocking. Uh, my brother was there, 40,000 Cowboy fans. The whole trend of of road road teams invading your stadium. They said, there's something missing with the Rams, Daily. There's, there's something. I watched that game, too. Watch it all. There's something missing internally with a clock that says urgency. There's no identity to the Los Angeles Rams right now. Where, go back to the Cleveland game. What an identity the Chargers have. They they were down 14 nothing, and they gifted. Is Brandon Staley the – I mean, when, he, when you're watching that game with Sarah and, and uh, Terry, and they're fourth and two. Did you know about this, Harlan? They're on 48, and he goes for it with a minute and a half to go. And, and it worked out. But, I mean, if you're, you're going to have a, you're gonna have heart palpitations being a Charger fan, you see a lot of bad coaching. Carson Wentz, I'm just going back – Carson Wentz has 352 yards, two touchdowns. I go, wow. It's felt like it did when they Philly when Philly went to the Super Bowl, yeah. and he throws it at the cover too with, uh, with, uh, on the yeah. when he could have ran it. You said Jacoby Pacheco could have ran it in. You're seeing such bad coaching and bad play. To answer your question about the Rams. I don't think they're done because uh, you know they're two and th- the, the, the Seahawks are two and three, the Cardinals are two and three, the 49ers are three and two. There's a lot of parity in the NFL. Yep. Hardline, what do you think on the Rams? I think they're done. I mean, they, they have a lot of issues on the offensive line. They can barely run the ball, uh, even with Henderson. Passing is atrocious. Look, we all know it's going to Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, we're talking about the Super Bowl MVP, but in terms of a second wide receiver, him and Allen Robinson aren't on the same page. I would, you know, plead with them if they really want to make a change to maybe go back out there and try to get Odell Beckham Jr. It seems like they have more in common uh, staff for him going forward. But it just seems like there's a lot of Super Bowl hangover with this team. Uh, it's a reason why very few teams win back-to-back Super Bowls. But with them, I, I just don't see it. Maybe they'll sneak in as a wild card team, but th- but that's hard to say. I mean, look, it's really, at this point, the 49ers division to lose, um, and we'll go from there. But I, I just can't see them repeating. Okay. Um, before we, we move on and John leads us to the next subject, Hardline, you and I got into a vicious text, and I'm going to bring it to this show. Okay. I, and I'm not I'm not picking on you because you're one of the smartest sports guys I know, and I take leads from people that are half my age, because you're good looking, you're smart, you're articulate, and your background leads me to believe you've had a really good upbringing. <laughs> the fact that you think that Aaron Judge is a better baseball player than Shohei Otani, and don't say anything, John John's our baseball guru here. He's going to judge this thing, no pun intended. All right, I just go by the fact that what this is what Al Michaels said. That what Tani's done the last two years is like Patrick Mahomes throwing 40 touchdowns and then going and playing defensive back and getting eight interceptions and making the Pro Bowl on both sides. Judge had, I'm, I'm going to state my case. So I don't want to get into it until I was getting hot. You're fine. You're fine. I, I, Judge had a great year. He led the American League. No, he's got the home run record for the American League. I still think Bond's the guy. I'm, I'm sorry. Great year. Otani yeah. by far is the future of baseball because what he looks like, you can market that like crazy because, by the way, that part of the world loves baseball, okay? And yeah. I just think I love Aaron Judge. I mean, everything he stands for, he's the next Jerry Jeter in that city. Just a wonderful representative as a person, as a baseball player. But by far, you have to sell me on Judge being a better player than Otani. Okay, so Otani is great. Otani is amazing. What I told you is, and I, and I stick by this, no matter how good he is, if they're not making the playoffs, what does it matter, right? This is this is the issue. You play in a major market city of L.A., but you're the second team in L.A. At some point, to showcase how great you are, 
even though you're doing it there, you're going to have to go to a bigger market. You're going to have to sell yourself in a bigger market. Judge, no, we're, even when we talk about judge, we're talking about San Francisco and New York. Those are in top five markets are there. What judge has done this year, you can't tell me that that's not an MVP, especially if he closes on the triple crown. That's an MVP, right? I love Otani. I think that he's amazing. I, yes, you can market what it is, but I told you this before. If he stays down there, he's going to kill his career like Mike Trout. Mike Trout has spent way too much time and way too much energy playing for the Los Angeles Angels that I think that now he's got to make a serious decision to, to pull the plug and say, I want to be traded. Otani, get me out of here. I, I told you the team that I think Otani probably is going to go to is the team that we talked about before, which would be the New York Mets. Great population, strong Asian population, New York media market, and Cohen's willing to put whatever money it takes after he just bought the Mets to make this work. I don't think, and look, with the Angels, they have issues right now with ownership. He's trying to sell the team. If the owner's trying to sell the team, why would I believe in this team? Why would I even want to stay with the Angels? There's no point. Get me out of here. Get me to a market where I can really showcase my talent on primetime TV night in and night out and let me show what everybody why I'm the best. But at this point, I got to go with judge. Okay. I want to be Chris Russo and you could be Stephen A. Smith. Okay. And I'm going to use the voice. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you insane? Are you nuts? A lot of guys in major league baseball have done great things playing in shitty markets. He doesn't say shitty. Okay. The bottom line is everything you just said is true, but the bottom, but the thing is that I'm looking at the, the, the statement I'm making is he's a better all around player than judge. Okay, because what he's doing is unprecedented since Babe Ruth. I don't care about what Judge did. A great year, MVP probably. He's not going to win the Triple Crown. I don't think he got the uh, the best batting. He, he just yeah. missed it. Yeah. So the daily will go to you because everything you just said, I totally agree with. I just say from a standpoint, and Otani's not getting out of L.A. His whole family from Japan moved to L.A. All right. If he's going to go anywhere, he's going to the team that has the most money in sports, and that's the one that plays in Chavez Ravine. And that's going to piss a lot of people off. But that's where he's going. He's not going to New York. All right. There's a great Asian population in Los Angeles also. Well, Houston too, but, you know. Not going. Yeah. Here, here's, here's where I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. But I think he's going to the Giants. Uh, I, I think he's going to be in San Francisco. Makes sense. Um, but here's, here's where I think you guys, you're, you're arguing two different things. Uh, Fish, I agree with you. Um, I think Otani is a better player all around. And if I'm going to start a team, I'm going to start it more with Otani. But I agree, I agree with Hardline. The MVP should go to uh, should go to Judge this year. And the reason is, is that he carried a team that in the last half of that season, yeah. nobody was there but him. And nobody else brought people into the stands but him. So well, you're a I moron. Agree. You don't even look like Molly Karen Rose. What the hell even ask you for? It's not about the damn MVP. It's about who's a better ball player. All right. There's well, guys and, it is. And, and that's He's exactly what it is. Because he, he dominates both sides of the ball. He, yeah. he the, you know, and that's it's it's never been done before. What would you what would you so, think? So wait, wait. All right, I'll end Ellie. I'll give you the final thing on this hard line. What would you think? What would you be saying about Lamar Jackson right now or Mahomes or Josh Allen? If you saw them throw a touchdown pass and then you see them pick off Joe Burrow and do a pick six, that'll be the number one thing every single segment when you watch these morning shows about the, the talents of that player. They never talked about this. With them. They never talked about Otani at all, which kills me because I think sports-wise, you can't – the NBA, you're on the court, hockey. You don't, see, you don't see a guy shooting a goal and then they stop the game and he goes and plays goaltender. I mean, it's the only thing you can compare it to is baseball and football. 
and I think it's an amazing thing that he did. It hasn't been done since Babe Ruth. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm going to give you the last uh, statement on this. I agree that he needs to stay in a major market, but what he's done is remarkable, and it can only help the sport. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. My, my question for you would be this. If Judge was in Oakland and he played for the A's and he had 62 home runs, would he still be your MVP? I'm saying I'm saying they won 60 games with the A's. Yeah. Did they even wait, win 60 wait, games? Wait, 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 wait. You're both you're both you're both idiots. I'll tell you why. Bryce Harper won the MVP. I don't think the Phillies did the Phillies make the playoffs last year or they or they no, they were they didn't yeah. no. he won the MVP last the year, year before. Yeah. What no. yeah, well, they didn't make the playoffs. Guys that win MVPs all the time. I see them, you know, it, it very rarely it doesn't happen in sports, but guys win MVPs. Because they're that great. I mean, I saw Steve Carlton, John, I'll tell you, win a, win a Cy Young oh, award. Cy Young. He won 70 games that year. And you know, he won 25 of them. <laughs> yeah, he won 25 of 70 games. So your more points are great. Judge is an ambassador of the game. I do agree with you. It's going to be the Mets, Giants, Dodgers, and that's it. And that's a shame. I, I, that was, I'd love to see yeah. I'd love to see Judge go to Houston. Wow. You know, or Tani. Wow. All right, guys. I'm enough. I'm sweating already. Well, we'll good job, Hardline. Good, love, good, 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 good job there, Stephen A. Hardline. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Hey, guess what's coming up? The NHL season is about ready to kick off. I got to tell you, what a great finish we had last year. So let's let's talk about that. Fish, who are you going with? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my conferences. Okay, I'm just gonna give you the conference. I think I said this when, when, before we came on the show. I'm very high on two Canadian teams, and the Canadian team or a team that plays in Canada, John Daly, hasn't won a Stanley Cup since the 1993 Montreal Canadiens against my Kings. Um, I love Edmonton. I love Connor McDavid is three goals away from 700. It's a big milestone on hockey. And the Calgary Flames are the most physical team in hockey. I like those two teams to, to, to battle it out to go to the Western Conference or whatever that is. East, it's going to kill Knights fans hard. Now you know this. The Rangers had a great draft. They got a kid out of Russia that is fantastic. Yeah. The, the, and, and Gallant built something there. And that's a great market. Daly knows that for hockey. The, the New York's great. But is there a better is there a better threesome than Vasilevsky in goal for Tampa and then Kucherov and Steven Stamkos? Steven Stamkos. The Tampa Bay Lightning are lightning. They're, they're loaded this year, okay? Colorado's going to drop off. They lost Grubauer, their top goalie, and Kadri. D- Dallas is a good team, but, but but and 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 I'll say this real quick. Okay, I think the Knights are a good hockey team. Do I think they're a Stanley Cup contender? No. And my Kings are good and young, but they're not a Stanley Cup contender. I got Edmonton, Calgary, and in the other conference, I got Tampa Bay and the New York Rangers. It starts tomorrow. I mean, it goes all the way to July, guys. <laughs> I got you on that. I'm I'm with you 100. The one team I think that's going to be in there that's going to be a little bit of a surprise is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I love Austin Matthews as a scoring machine. I think that they're ready to go. Uh, I think the thing's going to be is is, is their goaltending, whether Murray or Samsonov, uh, whether they're going to be up to – because they really haven't excelled, but they're relying on on these two guys. So I would agree with you 100%. The other team I think that could be, and again, I'm a little little partial because I'm here – um, is the Carolina Hurricanes. I think they've got a good shot of possibly doing something. The great thing about it is this season is so long and you have absolutely no idea. You don't know what injury. So we're going to go back and look at this and we're going to go, oh, maybe that wasn't it. But I-, I love your picks. I mean, I'm right there on that. Hardline, what's yours? 
Uh, you know what? So I'll start with the East. I actually like to – I agree with you on the Rangers. I think that they're a very good team. I think they're a very strong team. I think that they've gotten some pieces together where they can make a deep run. Uh, my second team, I'm not saying I disagree with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay would not surprise me. But it's hard to be this good for this long and going that deep in the seasons year after year. I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers. I mean, they were they were a damn good team last year. Uh, they reloaded again. I think that, you know, look, they had a little bit of a hiccup in the first round, but I think that they'll they'll correct it, and I think that they'll be a, a solid team that will be there towards the end. Uh, in the West, I'll be very honest, and I've said this last year. You, you know, you can you quote me on it. I said this year. There is an issue with the with the Vegas Golden Knights. There's a lot of questions moving forward with that team. Uh, I think they need to get younger. I know that they're trying to find a couple places, but I, I just don't see them really making a run this year. I think they're okay. If I had to pick two teams in the West, I'm going to go with, uh, you know what? I, I really do. I still like Colorado. I think Colorado's good. I think they're the team to beat. Look, when you're the defending Stanley Cup champs, it's hard to uh, to bet against you. And I mean, in the fashion that they did it, they were so dominant last year, so aggressive, so fast. I think that's the one team in the West. And and you know what? I'll go with with Edmonton with you. I think they're young. I think they're aggressive. I think they have a lot of good talent. I don't think that that was just a one-off uh, where they were. The biggest issue I have with Edmonton is defense. They allowed way too many goals last year, and they tried to make it basically like uh, like the Phoenix Suns of the early 2000s. Let's just try to outscore someone instead of playing running gun instead of playing defense. And that's something that they got to correct. I, I real an addendum to that. I think someone paid off Evander Kane's markers here in Las Vegas because he tore it up. <laughs> he, had, he had 14 goals in the playoffs last year, and he, he he's a he's a real uh, polarizing character, but he's a great player. You're right. Bring it on. This I, I love this time of year. You're so excited. I am. I mean, this is it. And then we're gonna talk NBA next week. That's up to your alley, Hardline. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I really thought that Vegas was going to go after Kane. I thought that maybe they would take a shot, try to go after him. Uh, and the fact that they didn't makes me a little question, uh, questionable about what the future of the Knights is, where where the mindset is. Um, I know they went after Phil Kessel. We got Kessel, but he he's a bit older at this time. You know, he he went through that run with Sidney Crosby um, over in Pittsburgh. You know, he went down to Phoenix. That didn't work out too well. So. There's a lot of questions about that roster, especially even gold being in who's in gold this year. So when Kane not coming here, the stock market just dropped dramatically for all the casinos when he didn't show up. <laughs> and then, secondly, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you hard line because you, we're gonna do your bets in the in the next segment uh, in a bit. But um, is there a Baltimore Orioles type prop bet for the Arizona Coyotes this year? Oh God. <laughs> Oh, that is, that is just terrible. Uh, think about it. I just probably, think about it. I, I'll, I'll think about that. that. They, I mean, it's hard to bet on a team that doesn't even have a stadium. They got locked out the damn stadium last year, and they had to come fix it out. They're trying to build a new one. It, It's a whole crapshoot with that team and that organization. And uh, as much as they like hockey in the desert, I would not be surprised if they try to take that team and move it to, to another location. Or another city san antonio something like that could be it yeah. absolutely all right all right let's get into some memes fish what do you got buddy well a lot of people know i you know i talk to people in vegas know hardline they know me i you know they saw hardline's background that he's actually descendant of raj from what's happening he's, he's got a hollywood background and i'm the schmuck of the week every week but people say where did daily come from so i found this is daily coming out to california one day and they thought i'd go back but 
There was an actually show. Daly's driving the car here. There's Daly. Right? <laughs> Let me tell you a story about a man named Daly. Your poor mountaineer brother kept his family fed. One day. <laughs> next, <laughs> next, next thing you know, oh, Daly's millionaire. Yeah, don't Daly in California. What a, look at that. Look at Granny and the dog. And I don't know. There was a lot of inbreeding in that one. But that that's that's Daly's background. Okay, here we go. This is this is my favorite coach in the NFL right now because of what he's done, Brian Dable. Look at that guy. You got a good look at that guy for our listening audience. Look at Brian Dable because you got to view this. This is Brian Dable, and I want to ask you this: When if, this is Brian Dable's high school picture, Don Daly? All right, look at that. Wow. Remember, winners do what losers don't want to do. Thanks, Grand Mom and Pops. Look at that high school picture. When did Brian Dable become Craig Shepherd, the actor? All right. <laughs> and how did that turn into this? He's only forty-three years old. I mean, talk wow. about a trap. Hey, Brian, have a Snickers bar. You changed. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's an amazing. The last meme I, the, I swear to me. So Chris Collinsworth is, is is the biggest bromance with Tom Brady. This is this is Chris Collinsworth as a kid when someone told him that you're gonna do four primetime games with Tom Brady every year. This is this has been his <laughs> 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 the familiar hardline. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll get on to Chris Collinsworth, and we'll 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 end the memes on this. You know, it, it's none of our business what happens with Tom Brady. I show his fat picture all the time. I'm not doing it anymore. It's old. But we there there's there's pending rumors out there that he's having marital problems with his wife Giselle, and they both hired divorce lawyers. I we don't do TMZ here. We're not People Magazine. But Zach Wilson chimed in on this. You know, Zach Wilson's been dating all of his mom's girlfriends at Commissioner Moore. He's banging every 43-year-old. Check out this Check out this tweet from Zach Wilson. Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the memes of the day on Daily Fish. <laughs> oh, man, those are good fish. All right, buddy. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us here on Daily Fish. We talk sports, entertainment, politics, and everything in between, just like you do at home. No woke, no extreme, no social justice cops here. We examine all the sides. We let the threes fly. We aim for the upper deck. Now, again, if you got questions or comments, drop them in the chat box if you're joining us live. Otherwise, email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, let's go to our schmuck of the week. Who's got swag in our drink of the week? Let's start with the schmuck of the week. Who's who's schmucky this week, Fish? Well, if you know me, and you guys know me as friends, but if you know me, I'm a loudmouth. But I, but I have a big heart, and I, and I take everyone in. I don't look at anyone's color or creed. We all bleed red. So I want to show you some of the fans that I sit next to at Raider games because they're all schmucks like me. Okay, this is Zippy. We make this guy sit on the aisle because you can't get by this guy, all right? There's no way I'm getting a beer at Allegiant if this guy's sitting on now. Great guy. He's really into transitional meditation and yoga. That's Zippy. Okay. This one we call Noella. Now, when, when, did, when did this person – End up being wow. Neil Diamond with breasts. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> that's Neil Diamond with breasts. That, that, that's Noella. That's just a great, 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 great Kenny Staber fan. Okay. Then we have some celebrity lookalikes that's in there. This one, every time this person sits next to us in a game down the aisle, all we hear is, I'm not going to have Donald Trump take the Rust States in 2016. I want to educate Mr. Hardline on this guy. This guy was one of the greatest comedians. Everyone, I see his ghost because he had the greatest line ever. Buddy Hackett sits five doors down from me, all right? Buddy Hackett was a comedian that was very big in Las Vegas. He had the greatest joke ever, Hardline. He said, my daughter is dating a guy with class. He stands out of the shower to take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, 
this is this is this is our buddy, my Italian friend Tony the Nose. Look, this guy sits next to me. Look at that nose. All right. Wow. If you're at a game with him, he'll stand up and I'll say, Tony, I'm leaving the Legion. I'm going to San Diego. What's the weather? He'll go. 71 Marine Layer, chance of rain later. <laughs> so those are the schmucks that hang out with the fish, man. Those are perfect. Oh my gosh. That, that, that last one had to be had to be a little bit uh, played with as far as the uh, photo. You think goes. there's a little CGI there? No, that's, that's his yeah. nose, man. It's great. Really? Oh my yeah, god. That, that's that guy's nose. That, that's a great that's a great weather fact. Nate yeah. Tannenbaum had a hard time getting a job. He might just walked outside and goes. <laughs> I'm sure so. Nate will agree with that. Yeah. All right. Let's go to who's got the swag, Fish. Okay, I'm going to show you this because this is a, this is a short video, and then I'm gonna, I want your commentary on this. Okay, this happened last after our show last Monday. This happened. Give me a second to load up. I was wondering when we were going to see those videos because I, I saw it happen on the game. Of course, they didn't show it on the network. Now, Mike Curtis. That's Bobby Wagner, my favorite player in the NFL that's not a Raider right now. But I want your take on this because I have a different, maybe a different take. He knocked the crap out of this guy. The guy's ribs are broken. He's suing the NFL and he's suing Wagner. And according to lawyers, he has a case for assault. And Wagner said, I was just helping the, helping the security out. So my thing is, bullshit on your lawsuit, that idiot that did this thing. But do you think this opens a Pandora box, Daly and Hardison, that more fans that are drunk are going to entice a guy to get hit? Because I guarantee, I promise you, I promise you this is on our show, that the league or the Rams are going to settle with this idiot. Want to bet me? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if the law says that because technically he was not bothering them. He was just interfering in a game. Um, so I, I kind of get that. On the other hand, I agree with you. I had no problem with Mike Curtis leveling the guy who jumped out in the, on the field back in the seventies. He just literally put his arm out and boom, knocked the guy out. Um, I think that the NFL is probably going to have to uh, come up with some sort of ruling or talking to the players association to say, okay, here's what you do during it. Cause we don't need you guys to be involved in any stuff like that. Um, at the same time too, you know, Hey, if I'm not, you know, do you want to go out there? Okay. I'll, I'll get a lawsuit. Sure. I'm going to have broken ribs or I might have something worse. I mean, what if that guy was carted off on a, a you know, in a, in an ambulance because of something like that. So uh, I can, I can see what you're saying, but I do think I, yeah, I, I would guess there'd be some people trying to make some money off of it. What do you think, Hardline? Uh, do I think that he we'll, – we'll see if the case actually has merit in its stance. Uh, look, the NFL has some of the best attorneys that, that money could buy. Uh, in, in terms of this, look, I have no problem with what Bobby Wagner did to him. Look, it's do a I? day's day and age where you don't know who has what, who's doing what, and a guy just nope. runs on the field, and he's got this object that just happens to pop open. Nobody knows what could have happened. You know, look, Bobby Wagner is an American hero because who would have known? Maybe he would have saved somebody's life. We don't know what the intention of that guy was. He, it said it was to bring awareness to animal animal cruelty or animal rights, but 
there's a lot of different ways in which you can show that and you can show support. You don't have to run across the field in the middle of a football game, which means that he planned it because he brought the item into the stadium. So this was a planned idea uh, to do this. I don't know what his thing was, but look, Bobby did what he did. Look, you could see the security officer chasing him. He's probably not going to catch him. And Bobby's like, look, let me just stop the guy before maybe he goes and tries to do some harm because he got close to the other players over there that maybe didn't see what was going on because they're huddled up. A denim to that. Everything you said, a thousand percent right. But Bobby Wagner just texted me and said, tell the brother, I love that grand piano in his background. <laughs> I have the same one by Meister and two. I'll read it to what he said. Aaron Judge ain't no show Tani, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think that, I'm going to come and knock your ass out. No, I thousand percent right what you said. He doesn't, they don't know what that guy's got. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. But, but you do agree, though, in this in this litigious society we have, John Daly, you can see why the guy filed the lawsuit. The, oh, they yeah. will settle. The NFL yep. will settle with this guy to get rid of it. I trust me. L- yeah. Look, Fish, look, when rent's coming due and you don't have any money for it, run your ass across the field at SoFi Stadium. That'll take care of it there for you. you. There you go. All right. So um, so that is our who's got the swag. Let's do our drink of the week now. Our drink of the week. Who are we toasting and what are we sipping there, Fish? I'm toasting Bobby Wagner. Just phenomenal. I love what he did. I'm, I'm toasting every NFL player that's gone to Phil for Mike Curtis. Big Buckus did it. And now recently Bobby Wagner. This is a white tea. I have a white tea in here. A white tea is a very popular shot, which is a takeoff from the green tea shot. Green tea is Jameson. Sweet and sour mixed with a touch of peach schnapps. The white tea is just vodka, you know. So we're going to need a lot. See the Raider? We might need a lot of these shots tonight. We're playing the Kansas City Chiefs in a, in a couple hours. So to, to Bobby Wagner and all the NFL players that are keeping the, keeping the people safe. To Bobby W. All right. There we go. Hmm. And that is our Daily Fish Drink of the Week. Sponsored by... Shucks Tavern in Vegas, great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shucks Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town. Fish is there overnight. Just go in there, say Daily Fish Podcast, you get a free drink. Do it the next day, you get a free appetizer. Check out Shucks Tavern on Facebook. And, of course, Shucks Tavern also has the um, Last Man Standing. We're going to talk about that, which was a disaster. Uh, folks, we are live on Facebook at daily.fish.5, usually on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We went an hour earlier today. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check out us out on YouTube and Wingding TV. And we're also on Hey Vegas TV. You can check out our posts on um, Twitter as well as Facebook as well. All right, it is time now for the hard line. Let's get some bets from the Daily Fish hard lines. He is John Hardison, as we said before. He has the podcast, The Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. He's on Spotify, Google, and Apple podcast as well. And um, first of all, hard line, you had quite a Sunday, didn't you, as far as the betting goes? Yeah, it was a, it was a good week for all of our listeners. A good week for us. Uh, we cleared college, did really well with that, and uh, we went two and three on Sunday. It's just the Eagles game. I thought you know we, we get a little bit more fireworks, but everything else cleared. I mean, you know, look, it, it's something that when it when it rains, it pours, and and we'll take all that money that we can get. Cool. All righty. Um, 
All right. So we talked about Matt Rule getting uh, getting fired, uh, plus the high ankle sprain of um, Baker Mayfield. Um, what what's your what's your thought on the rest of the season for the for the Panthers? I mean, is this just kind of stay away from them? Uh, so you know what, going into this week's game, I wouldn't even touch it. You know, you got a new a new head coach, a new philosophy. You got a guy with PJ Tucker that people pretty pretty much haven't seen, or PJ. Uh, that you haven't seen really play before up until, you know, a couple years ago. It's a stay away game. Usually after someone gets fired, the team usually uh, comes back and they play a lot better. So for for this week, I would stay away from anything with Carolina. um, And I would just focus on some of the other more prominent teams that are out there right now in the NFL. When you you look at your college bets, first of all, over under the Arizona Coyotes in hockey get over 5,000 a game in attendance. Over under, uh, I, I'll take under. I'll, I'll take under on that. I don't even think people still remember the teams there half the time. You, I, I, you're you're sixty eight percent, and you have a great, great strategy. But when I see some of your bets, I got to ask you. It, I couldn't tell you of all your teams. I couldn't tell if I Georgia. I, could, I couldn't tell you one player on one of these teams to save my life. Kent State and Toledo over under sixty three minus one hundred five. When you look at that, is there a strategy you have for our for our listeners and our viewers out there? Is that you just notice it's a surefire bet? Because that's a great that's a great call, Kent State and Toledo. Because people look for that. They look at the big games. Oh, what's he gonna do if it's Arkansas playing Alabama or you know, or Texas AM in Alabama? So go ahead. So you you what you do is you look at the rosters, you look at kind of what they've been doing over the season, but also kind of look at the history. I mean, you know, look. Teams typically kind of know each other, especially when they play in the same conference. They play each other, you know, once a year in college, twice in the pros. So they kind of get used to each other. They kind of get used to how um, each other thinks in the mindset. And look, there's just some teams that have each other's numbers, and it just kind of goes that way. And looking at, you know, Kent State and Toledo, uh, looking at their history, looking at kind of what they've been putting up this year, you know, Toledo's 4-2 and two in the MAC. Um, I still think probably the top team, as crazy as it is in the MAC, is probably still Eastern Michigan next to Toledo. Uh, solid wins against uh, Northern Illinois University. They hung with their. They hung with Ohio State in the first half of that game. It was the second half that broke open, but but they hung with them. So you know, look, I think it's going to be a fireworks show. I think that it's going to be over sixty three points, uh, Kent State Toledo, and I think that it's going to be a shootout. All right, let's move on to a couple of other college games. Uh, let's go to Fish's Texas Longhorns playing Iowa State. What do you got on that one? Uh, so you know what? In this game, is, is you know, Fish asked me last week about Texas and uh, Oklahoma, and I told him I said, you know, it kind of depends if the uh, the Ohio State transfers playing or not. And wow, that he lighted up. But uh, you know, looking at their history with Ohio State, and Texas, seeing how Ohio, uh, sorry, not Ohio State, Iowa State, how good Iowa State's actually been playing. You know, they lost by one to to Kent State last week. Uh, they've had some pretty good games where they've been pretty close. I think that Iowa State plus 16 and a half is going to cover that 16 and a half at minus 105. I don't think that Iowa State's that bad um, of a program, especially with Matt Campbell being there, being really good. And, and I think that, look, Texas, there's some teams that just have Texas's number where they go back and forth, and Iowa State just happens to be one of those teams. All right. Vanderbilt and Georgia. Yeah, uh, that's a – you know what? That's a scary game because Georgia – Georgia, they were they got they, they they barely squeaked it out last week. What do you got? Plus thirty eight, Vanderbilt. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's a huge line. Um, and, and I get why Georgia would view that way, especially with Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt isn't a, a great football program, 
Uh, but you know what? When they play Georgia, they play them tough. I mean, statistically, you know, they've played them tough. It's never outside of last year really been a huge, huge blowout game. Uh, I'll take Vanderbilt to cover that 38. I, you know, I think that even in the the biggest thing about those lines of 38 is you're hoping that at the end somebody doesn't get a BS touchdown or, you know, they start trying to kick a couple field goals. I'll take Vanderbilt to cover that plus 38. We're going to go to the pros. I'll start it off. So I want to do a tribute. One, one, of, one, of, one of the favorite, besides Daly, Daly's family is fantastic from his brother-in-law, but one of my favorite people in Daly's family was his father-in-law, Dave, rest in peace, just the nicest guy and a big Steeler fan. And it concerns me because you got the Bucks and the Steelers this week, and the Steelers haven't had a losing season ever under Tomlin. They're, and they're one and four right now. And they're not, they're not tanking Daly to get a quarterback because Pickett's the guy. So I'm asking you, since you you, you got this game, you get the Bucks minus eight, minus one ten. How do you bet? How tell our people, tell the people out there, how do you bet the Steelers this year? Because it's a shit show. Uh, you know what? You you try to find if you're going to bet the Steelers, you're trying to find a team that has a, a very bad run attack because they could control that line of the defensive line at least, and you're hoping that it's just a game in which the Steelers kind of get past half field or or midfield. And, and can at least kick some field goals. And look, that was somewhat of the bread and butter of the Steelers the last couple of years is how well Chris Boswell was at kicking. You know, he could kick from 50, kick from deep. This year, sure. he's missed quite a bit of field goals compared oh. to what he's had. And, and that hurts them. That hurts the way in which the offense is able to run. And, and look, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in terms of sacrificing seasons sometimes for player development. Kenny Pickett isn't a bad player, but it's going to take some time for them to develop into that. This is one of those years that, you know, you might have to sacrifice for the future. I don't see, I see the Steelers being decent in terms of run defense. I don't see anybody on the Steelers being able to check Mike, uh, being able to check Mike, I, I, Mike Evans. I just don't see it. Uh, and Brady's got a hell of a record against the Steelers. I mean, they cannot beat Tom Brady. Even what was that? The AFC championship game when he was with, uh, when he was with New England and, and they talked all the things of how good they were going to be and how much they were going to be him. And Tom walked in there and mopped the floor with them. It's just one of those teams that the Steelers just can't get past him. And I like the way the Bucs are. And I, look, I would not be surprised, especially in this game, you see a lot of tight end play from the Bucs. All right, Bengals and the Saints. Uh, Saints pulled out a good one against Seattle. Uh, Bengals seem to be eh, somewhat coming back. Who do you pick in this one? Uh, so you know what? In this one, I'm going over a, a 43 and a half. I, I got to believe – I don't know if Jameis is going to come back. I, I don't think that he is. But, you know, with Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill, uh, that is a, a deadly combination, you know, especially Taysom Hill playing tight end, playing special teams, playing quarterback at times. What He accounted for four touchdowns yesterday uh, against the Seahawks. I think that this is a shootout. Uh, the biggest question I have in terms of the Bengals is, are they getting T. Higgins back? Is he going to play? If not, uh, Tyler Boyd's definitely more than serviceable and can get it done. But Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon in a dome against against if Chris Olavier plays, if Michael Thomas does play, uh, what a hell of a game that it's it's going to be. I think it's easily over 43 and a half points. I like that. Shout out. You know, you just brought up something in my head. Shout out this year daily on a, a, a cute little story is Cooper Rush, Andy Dalton, and Bailey Zappi. It's a year of the backup quarterbacks, and they're yeah. playing great. Um yeah. Jets and Packers, that, that's a big loss for the Packers yesterday. 20 to 10. No, and they just the Giants defense just stymied Aaron Rodgers. The Jets are a scary team right now. I like this Brees Hall guy. 
You know, this yeah. is you have 193 yards yesterday. So give Iowa me a, State give guy. Me a pick on that one. Go. You know, Brees, Brees Hall, Iowa State guy. Um, yeah. I saw him play at Iowa State. You know, he, great guy. Uh, heck of a back. Uh, when the Jets and back Packers play, you know, it's usually a shootout. They don't play each other very often because of the conferences that they're in. But when they play, it's it's usually, yeah, surprisingly. I, it's just something about the Jets and that. Uh, we talked about this before. The Packers just aren't as good this year as they have been in the past. I think that they play in a bad division, which they'll probably end up, you know, overall winning. Uh, but there's nothing that screams, you know, NFC champion, NFC uh, playoff game or NFC champion, you know, playoff game, Super Bowl. There's nothing in terms of that locker room. And especially when you trade your best wide receiver, uh, it, it leaves a lot of questions that are open. As, as much as I like Aaron Jones and I like uh, Aaron Rodgers. But I take the Jets plus seven. I think that they're a good, wow. de- pretty good defensive team. I, wow. I think they're starting to hit on their, on their cylinders. Um, and look, they played a, a hell of a game against Miami, and they put up 40 points against Miami. And Miami's not a, a team that's bad. That we, you know, we talked multiple times about how good that defense is. Uh, there are a lot of questions in terms of the Packers, and, and I, I'll say this now. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for it, so I'll take it. I'm a big boy. Uh, <laughs> at the, uh, when it's all said and done, after this season's done, I probably give it a month. Aaron Rodgers, who I call Brett Favre Jr. quite a bit of times, is going to pull a Brett Favre and is going to ask to be traded. He's going to complain. He's going to go on every show, Joe Rogan and every place else, and say, this isn't what I signed up for. Look how bad the roster is. It's not going to get any better. Trade me. I want to go to a team that I can win with. And he's probably going to say and, something depending guess on the where situation. He's gonna, guess where he's going to go. You, he brings it up because you heard what I heard. Guess where he's going to go. Where are you going to guess the 49ers? Or are sure. you going to guess the Raiders? Yeah, yeah. that was that was the option on there. They have, they have a ton of salary cap space. And yeah. cars on the contract, where if you get rid of it, it's only $2 million. Devontae Adams, oh, my God. Yeah. Rogers, Rogers comes to this town all the time. Why not? We missed I mean, out. My- Staley, they already, they already effed up getting Tom Brady. And that was that was that yeah. came out. Ron said it, Dana White. I don't want to. Dana White. So now you, you, you got this one. What? Me? You went with this motherfucker over oh, me? That was yeah. Well, watch Derek Hart throw three touchdowns and one the game tonight, but hopefully. Jeez. But no, I mean, look, if if you give me, I will I will say this right now. If you give me Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Josh McDaniels as my head coach, I'm going to an AFC championship game. I'm going. Right. That's a, he's, that's he's the coming least. here. He's coming here, you know. So I mean, anyway, it's a perfect wow. situation. Wow. That's that's uh, that's worth watching. That's for sure. All right, we're going to go to last man standing saying, but quickly, what about tonight? Uh, do you have do you have a bet on tonight that you would take as far as the Chiefs and the Raiders? I, I take the the Chiefs. Uh, Was it? I think they're plus seven, plus seven, and I take mm-hmm. the uh, I take the over. Look, the the Raiders have a very hard time winning an Arrowhead. The oh. last time before twenty twenty, they won an Arrowhead was twenty twelve. It is just it's the noise, it's the crowd, and please, please God, I will say this. If the Raiders pull this off tonight, do not run laps. Do not run laps around the stadium. <laughs> Get on the bus, go home, celebrate. If they win tonight, this guy's celebrating. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. You, know, you never know. I'm a homer daily, but guess what? What the Giants did yesterday, down 20 to 10 at halftime to, a, to an elite team, you yeah. never know in the NFL. I, I never thought Houston would beat Jacksonville, which in the last man standing, we took Jacksonville, you and I. So, yeah, and I thought and it was a great pick. I, no, don't, don't you beat yourself on me. No, you no, relied on me. Horse and... shit. You never curse, but say horse shit. That was a very good pick. 
And a lot of people know Horse poo poo. Horse poo poo. Okay. Yeah. We got to curse. Horse poop. He, he curses on me with the people. He curses <laughs> on the phone like crazy. He got a potty mouth. You think he's a truck driver coming out of no. corrupt district? But anyways, I great real, real quick, um, do, do you guys uh, do you guys have one this week? I know it's you know we're still technically in last week, so uh, I do. I got him. Okay, I got the Ram. I got the Rams over PJ Walker and the and the Carolina Fed. The Ram at home. I can't see the Rams losing three in a row. Yeah. Um, and I, Carolina's a mess right now. They got injuries up the butt. They got the defensive back out. I got to think the Rams are going to get healthy against Carolina. That's the top of my head. Okay. What do you got? Get anyone hard line this week? You're in the contest, Phil. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take, let, me, let me give you some matchups. Gonna, not, yeah. Let me tell you. Go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna take the I like the, char- I I like the Chargers over a, Denver. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I'll I like, take I like the Bucks Tampa this week. I, I think if you haven't burned them, go ahead. I like Tampa over Pittsburgh. The Rams over Carolina. I wrote these down. And I like uh, uh, the, char- boy, the Chargers against Denver. Even though it's a, a division, I like Chargers against Denver. But mm-hmm. of all those teams, I would go with the Rams. What about you, Daly? You like that? I like the Rams, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially with that. What do you think, Hardline? Uh, you know what? I like the Rams. In, in terms of Broncos, Chargers, I think I might actually pick the Broncos this week. And I know it, it's it's the controversial pick, but that defense is good. And the Chargers have a hard time running against really good defensive fronts. Um, last week's game, I, I don't know what was going on, uh, especially the Browns. You know, it's the tail two sides. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos pull the upset next Monday uh, on that game. But I, but I think the surefire one to me is the Bucks. I think if you haven't burned the Bucks yet, take the Bucks, use them, stay alive. All righty. Cool. And that is the Daily Fish Hard Lines with John Hardison of the Cost of Winning Podcast. You find him here with us all the time. And also he's on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast Hardline. He's going to stick around because we've got some more controversial stuff to talk about. And that is the Daily Fish Hardline. And um, let's talk about the spot that we have here. I, I introduced this last week. This is called Get a Grip on Your Golf Game with this new revolutionary new golf club. It is called the One Glove. Notice the fingers are uncovered. Notice I can use the middle finger. You long drive competitors are using it. You get a better feel. Plus, you don't have to take it off when you're chipping and putting. You can wash it and it lasts three times longer than a regular golf glove. Plus, women golfers love it because they can wear their rings and it won't hurt their fingernails. To get one, all you have to do is go to theonegolfglove.com, put in the code DAILYFISH, and you'll get a deal. Again, that is theonegolfglove.com. And put the promo code in there, Daily Fish, and you get that when you you know when you find out Tom Brady is going to be your co-host. Do you, do you think do you think Young Collinsworth is using that glove under that blanket? <laughs> Does it work that way? Wow. Hey, I'm a sick bastard. All right. Um, what we got? We got uh, we got basically. Blah, 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 blah. So we got about 10 minutes left. So what do we want to do? We want to hit a little, uh, now yeah, fishing. I, 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 you know, if we won this thing, we're going to give it to charity. And I found out that 2.7 out of every nine kids in America are going hungry. It's the biggest rate ever. And it could be worse. My problem, and I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. We do a lot for a lot of people. Look at the stimulus packages we put together during COVID. Uh, 750 million went to Bolivia. All right. I think we need to take care of Americans first and then other people. I really believe that. There's no water in Mississippi. People are starving. You can't feed your goddamn children. And this is where I give Mark Davis a lot of credit. I, I said to you in the, in the pre-rehearsal, he gives a ton of money to the, to the food bank here. So the kids at least that are in grade school 
get a, get a hot breakfast and a hot lunch. Our, our kids are starving. To what? 2.7. Now you're seeing commercials. You seen that commercial hard line with the kids playing kids playing basketball, and the one kid is left, and it says, and the and the graphic says, not everyone has a meal to go home to at night. Yes. Mm-hmm. We gotta fix this. I want your opinion. We gotta fix this right now. Okay. And I I don't I don't blame I, I'm not blaming any administration. This is an American problem, and we have to find ways to do this. If we win this thing, we'll give the hope to Warriors, and we got to give money to the food bank because kids have to eat. We have to have people. You have to eat. You have to you have to drink water, and you have to do this if you're a male. But other than that, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, I made a joke out of this thing, but I, I, I'm getting serious in a, in a real light podcast. It, it touches a chord with my heart. Hard line, go for it. No, I, I think that you're you're right. I mean, look, we do have to take care of this situation. There are a lot of children going hungry. Uh, there, there's a lot of things like food deserts that we have to address um, in terms of being able to get people food and high quality food, not just things that are, are that lack nutritional value as well. Um, but there is a lot of things in terms of taxpayer dollars that some things that we're paying towards that we probably shouldn't that should be. Um, used more specifically for those that are in need or those that, you know, go hungry. And look, that's one of the reasons why uh, there's certain issues with, you know, kids in attendance with schools or why even some kids come to school. You know, look, I have teachers in my family as well. And they say sometimes the number one reason why a kid comes to school is just to get something to eat. You know, and that's the sad part where we're not even talking about a quality education. We're talking about just out of a basic necessity of of, of food and uh, basic things being met. So there are things that we need to figure out and do. I know as the greatest nation on this country that we do have the resources to get it done. It's just about us wanting to make sure that it's taken care of in in the manner that needs to happen. Look, this problem has been brewing for 20 years. And with with climate change, uh, the reason why we have people coming across the border over here is because those people in those other countries near the equator, they cannot grow their own food because it's drought. There's no way they can grow their own food. Uh, at the same time, he too here we're, we're having water problems. You guys are having problems out there. And right. to me, why 20 years ago, when I was in Vegas and I was working with a couple of companies, I was like, why aren't we in Nevada and Arizona paying California to create or to build desalinization plants on the coast? And then either you use that or you pump the you pump the clean water to us. There's technology out there that does that. For too long, and I'm, I'm going to blame Republicans and Democrats for all this, they've, they've kind of just fought over different things, and they've never solved problems. And that's part of the problem we have with both of our parties. All they are is they're trying to get reelected, and they're trying to raise money for themselves. They're not taking care of the problems. I don't think that this is something that we can turn around right away, one session of Congress. No, this is, this is going to be a long battle, and it's going to be ugly. And we're just finding out today the price of food is going to go up dramatically over the next, probably the next year or so. And it's going to be, you know, not just for businesses, not just for businesses like Shucks that, that provide great food and drink there, but it's going to be for the person who's at home, who's, you know, making their own, you know, who sits in the kitchen like I do cooking all the time. So it's going to be a tough time and we've got to start looking at it. And the problem is we've got two political parties that don't come together and talk about these things. And the other nations are relying on us because we're in a temperate, a, a temperate zone of the world. We've got two oceans on both sides. So we're in a perfect situation. These other places, they're not going to be able to do it. So it's, it's, it's a tough situation. We've got to wake up to it. Feed our kids. 
That's it. That's what this segment was about. Feed the kids. Okay. If we can't feed our kids and we can't take care of the future of our country, we're fucked. Sorry. I want to, I, we have four minutes. I want to get more into this, but I'll start it. Um, the, you're right about the parties can get together. There's a huge push in California and the left to go to all electrical cars. Okay. California wants to have in 13 years. Uh, first of all, there's 450 million cars that run on gas in the United States. Where are you going to put all of them? There's not one big landfill you can put all these cars. And the grid, there's no power grids daily. What are you going to do if everyone had an electrical car and it takes 20 minutes to, to, to jack up your car? Uh, Newsom, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California said, during these latest, latest heat waves, don't don't, don't juice up your car because it's going to hurt the grid. What the yeah. fuck's wrong with these people? What the fuck is wrong with the fact that your agenda means that everyone's going to suffer? And we got two minutes on this. I want to wrap the show with something. Go ahead, guys. I'm done. Uh, let me jump in here real quick. We've not properly planned for this. I, I think the whole idea of going to electric cars is a great idea, but it's got to take time. Uh, the Absolutely. fact that, you, you know, we haven't planned this, uh, we haven't planned it out. So the left has moved way too fast to go to green energy. I, yes, we need to at some point, but you don't move quickly. You take your time to do it. Um, and, and unfortunately, I think a lot of Republicans also were getting in the way of different things that would uh, allow that to happen. So um, it's, yeah, Newsom does look silly saying that, yet at the same time, too, um, we've got to we've got to put a lot of money into our grid, not just for electrical cars, but also to make sure that, you know, we're going to keep electricity running just to get to our homes as well. So it's a problem there. we got to look at Hardline. Go ahead. I know I'm taking up too much time there. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's that's the thing about going all electric. The other question is uh, in terms of what happens to the price of electricity moving forward once you do go with all all electric and how does that affect people? Um, being able to, to to run their households and where does this go in terms of the, the cost of kilowatts? But yeah, there's a lot of questions that are going on. And Fish, you know, uh, you bring up a great question in terms of going completely green. And look, in terms of the, the money to take care of the kids, in terms of food, water in Mississippi and water in Flint, Michigan. So there's a lot of questions that we still got out there that things that can happen because Flint still doesn't have water. Yeah, we're yeah. not taking care of ourselves. I, I'm all for taking care of everybody else. I get it. John Daly makes a great point. We, the world looks to us for leadership, but when you don't take care of yourselves, and I, my wife's a school teacher, you know, you're, isn't your wife a school teacher, John Daly? Uh, yes, he was. My, 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 yeah, yeah Terry was too. Yeah. Vicky comes home crying. She goes, and we're giving money to the kids. They don't, they, they don't have food for dinner. It mm-hmm. breaks my heart like no other subject we've ever talked about. And we're not fixing it. We're not doing anything. Daly's a thousand percent right when he says everyone has their own agenda and the parties aren't doing anything. Um, I have one last thing to say. Um, th- this guy texted me and said that, uh, and he, I, I couldn't, I couldn't understand what he was saying on the phone. He was so pissed off. But he said that basically Hardison's full of shit. So, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to get in trouble because uh, the world culture, if I try to do his accent, but he's, but he basically said, you know, MVP, me. <laughs> yeah. What a great show, guys. And um, look, Good stuff. real quick, if you, if you need, you know, you can put that great glove on that John talked about, the golf club. But if you need a weather report, my buddy's ready, man, right here. He's ready to tell you what the weather's like. All right, right, Daly, get us out out of here on a Raider Monday. Absolutely. Yeah, go Raiders tonight. All right, we are Daily Fish coming to you from Vegas and Myrtle Beach. Sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between. We're live on Facebook at daily.fish.5, usually Mondays at 6 p.m. We went a little early this week. 
and we may change our time next week, but just hang in there because you can watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel, uh, Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. You can check us out on YouTube. Uh, all you got to do is look up Daily Fish Podcast. Hey Vegas TV as well. You can do that. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. And you can use all those channels to hear our interview chats. We've got some special guests coming up. Write to us if you want somebody on there. All you got to do is write to us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thank you. Good stuff. Hey, we're going to go 2 o'clock from now on because what's-his-face has piano lessons. Ah, 